This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlick. Grass tastes bad. And we are back for the Rick and Johnny podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're on YouTube, hello. It is great to see your wonderful faces today. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, MVP.com on audio, if you're on Spreaker, if you're on TuneIn, if you're on Stitcher, thank you guys for giving us the listen today. We really appreciate it. Got a jam-packed nerdy show if you're not if you're new to the show not new to the show if you're new to the show we talk about movies entertainment nerd stuff superhero stuff and we got a jam-packed nerdy podcast talking a lot of marvel and we're talking a little star wars so we got a jam-packed show for you guys before we get into everything though got to do a little bit of the housekeeping's johnny and All number right. one first off if you haven't already go ahead get your mvp t-shirts those are down below in the description 22 bucks a pop that is including shipping all that information is in the description. If you also like what you're seeing here, you like what we do with MVP, you want to help keep the lights on each and every day, go over to patreon.com backslash most available podcast. We have different tiers for um, how you want to support us to get a little bit return from us. And also, if you want to be a part of the $10 tier, you can join some of our great patrons and be on a podcast each and every month. You are at that tier. Finally, MVP.com and iTunes. If you haven't already, check out MostValuablePodcast.com. We just got it thanks to those patrons I just mentioned a moment ago, and that is where you'll find everything for MVP. And then finally, if you're on iTunes, you have an iTunes account, please go and give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. However, Johnny, like I said, we got a jam-packed show today talking a little bit of Kitty Pride. Which originally, when I pitched this, you said, "Do we really need to talk about Kitty Pride?" But yes, we do. She could be getting her own solo movie. Then we're gonna look at Star Wars. Can J.J. Abrams correct the course? I'm using that in air quotes because not everyone has the same opinion for Star Wars Episode Nine. Then we're gonna look at a Black Widow movie because apparently that's now in development. And then we're gonna Finally. look at the 2018 kind of schedule for the Spider-Verse and kind of look at what we can expect from the Spider-Verse in 2018. But, Johnny, let's start off. We're talking Kitty Pride. Yes. And according to Collider.com, probably said Collider.com, sources have confirmed that T Tim Miller, not TJ Miller, Tim Miller of Deadpool is hard at work at a Kitty Pride solo film. So the question I'm going to ask you, Johnny, is plain and simple. A Kitty Pride solo movie. P okay. picture, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Picture it in your head. You got Kitty Pride in your head. You got her up on the big screen in a solo movie. Here's the question. Open your eyes. Should we care? Should we even care? Honestly, we don't need it. Mm -hmm. There's all the, so many other characters that we can get solo films for that we can... Um, I'm not terribly, I'm not opposed. I'll go see it. They'll get my money, mm -hmm. but I'm not like, it's Marvel. They'll get my money. They're going to get my money. Well, it's Marvel Fox. I'll get, I'll get my well, money. By well, by that time it should be Disney, right? Mm -hmm. So it should be, it should be 2019. The deal should be 
hopefully all sorted through and it should be Disney's hands. Yeah, um, but it's like, okay, why do we need a Kitty Pride movie out mm-hmm. of everyone? I mean, yeah, I know there's, and I was looking through online just to, some storylines, and there are storylines for her, but it's like, this. she's not one of like the best known characters of um, X-Men, X-Men Marvel. And, I mean, yeah, she's better known than some of uh, a bunch of the other ones. Some of the mm-hmm. randoms, I'll just say, almost like extras. Yeah. But she's not like, the, she's not even like the core group that we know about. Mm-hmm. Like, right, if you, if you ask most people, oh, who are the, name me like five X-Men. How many times do you think you'll hear, hear, hear Kitty Pride? Not right away. It wouldn't. It definitely not be in the top five. Maybe not even in the top ten. Like I, I would, mean, I don't. I would even think like the lowest number I would say is maybe if you were trying to name fifteen X Men. Well, I mean, she might even be in the top ten. Hell, uh, dep- depending on the person, she might be in the top five of mm-hmm. like ones they na- name off. But majority of people, I would think, would go like. Oh, Professor X, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Cyclops, say, Beast. One of us do it right now. It's G- what you Gambit. said. Professor X, Gambit, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jubilee. Um, I'm going to go Colossus, Beast, um, Iceman. No, not Iceman. Yes, yeah, Iceman. Iceman, Rogue, Storm, Jean Grey. That's 11, and I didn't even get to her. I went one extra. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even get in the point. Is, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Jubilee came before so many of those other ones, though. That's exactly <laughs> it, though. Like, it's you look at it and go, that's not a top five of like, oh, here's my top five favorite X-Men, but it's the ones that pop to the head. I'm just going to say, too, thank you for naming the roster of the 90s X-Men that's, that we... <laughs> thank you. That you're getting my point there. The, the X-Men we watched... No, you didn't name Beast. I did. Yeah. Well, for you, you mentioned him before, so it was kind of in my head. Um, um, Havoc, I would throw him out there Havoc's beforehand. There, yeah. um, Banshee, um, Angel. Yeah. Yet again, we're naming more and getting that to getting Kitty Pride. Maybe people are sitting there at home going, well, guys, you're trying to make a point for your own side. Some people might think of her first. And I, and I said that's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I don't think, like, again, top five, I, it's going to be just the top five. I'd say, mm-hmm. like, Storm, um, Professor X, Wolverine. <laughs> Cyclops and Jean Grey are probably your core characters right mm-hmm. there. Here's what I think, and this is my kind of thought. Core is might be the wrong term. If we're going to add Kitty Pride to, because I, I, the thing I look at too is when they say like, oh, Tim Miller is the one that's developing this, and this is really much in like the very early stages of development. Yeah. We're just talking about it because sources told Collider that there's going to be a Kitty Pride solo movie at some point. The thing that I think about, though, is first off, Tim Miller, if I'm not mistaken, has been one of the more vocal people that had been against the Disney Fox buyout. He He was one of the ones that was like, you know what, please, like, when the merger was almost happening, and I don't even know if merger is the right word. Buyout's probably the best word. Before the buyout happened, he was kind of urging Fox not to make the deal almost. Hmm. Um, mainly because I, I can see what he's looking at is he makes a living right now off of Deadpool. And Deadpool's a rated R movie. Will Disney want to keep that on? And I think Disney right now has said 
they don't plan to change anything about no. Deadpool or that. I think like, they decide. So far, they've decided to keep it R-rated and yeah. everything. Which, it's like, why would you change it? It's making you, you moolah. Exactly. Disney loves the moolah. Exactly. I think. I think they. I think they will cater to that little part to uh, make that extra money. Here's the other thing I think of, and this is the non-politicky side of it. Yeah. Is do we need a Kitty Pride solo movie, or should we just add her? Into an existing movie because the thing I look at is we don't know what's going to happen with the X Men. Like, yeah, we're going to have Dark Phoenix either. Saga, but there's even a debate, and this is probably for a future podcast. I don't know how we haven't talked about this yet. That's true. Of because of the Fox Disney deal, do you just blow up the current X Men universe and restart over? Basically, up. Oh, Avengers Infinity War happened. Everything got changed. And here's the X-Men. I mean, it's possible. We have to wait and see what um, mm-hmm. number four, what happens in number four. Which to know apparently what, is going to be a time is. travel movie, they say. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see what that entails mm-hmm. in order to see what happens to the rest of the Marvel Universe. Because that's going to be the end of mm-hmm. um, phase three. Phase three. Yeah, exactly. But here's, so, I mean, what's going what's gonna to make do happen in that to make everything change. Here's another point, and this is the greater point that's going to, and I'm glad you brought up the end of Phase 3 into Phase 4, is I think the movie that Kitty Pride fits in the best is not her own solo movie. I think she fits in Guardians of the Galaxy. You think so? And the reason why is I'm looking at the Screen Rant article of will she be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Well, we have now recently learned a few days after that article that James Gunn had come out and said that basically the Disney Fox deal is not going to affect anything because he was tweeted. um, The tweet that he was at was, if Disney succeeds in purchasing Fox, will it change the story of GOTG3? James Gunn had an easy answer. You want to know what it was? It was three letters in a period, or two letters in a period. No. Plain and simple. No more, no less. Just no. It's not going to change anything. So for Guardians 3, we know she wouldn't be in there. Yeah. But if there's a Guardians 4 or beyond, because the Guardians are the most interesting group to me in the MCU, because yes, right now, the core that we have is Rocket, Groot, Drax, Star-Lord and Gamora. But that changes. However, they are the most fluid of kind of a group to where it's sometimes Star-Lord's not there. Sometimes Rocket's not there. Like, they kind of use different people and have taken on different forms throughout their run in the comics. So that's true. maybe we see her added where it's like, okay, we get rid of a Drax or we get rid of a Gamora or we get rid of a – I don't know if you get rid of Star-Lord, but that could happen – and you add a Kitty Pride, or oh, we get rid of what I could see is getting rid of Gamora because of Infinity War. What if Thanos kills her, kills his own daughter? That's a possibility in this That's movie. very possible at that point. And then you have to add another romantic interest for Star Lord, step in Kitty Pride. True. Um, that's if there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 4. Because, yeah, because she's not going to be in 3. No, and I again, that's all depends on now what happens with the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe after Infinity Wars, which is great, is a, 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 Infinity Wars 4, which is a great way to, I guess, make it a time travel, make it a segue, and mm-hmm. be able to change up the Marvel Universe and then add the new franchise of... Um, 
X-Men. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't think of that. X-Men and I was looking at Fantastic you and for Four. a second I was like, I can't help you. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, but be able to add, like, tie in again, mm-hmm. like, pull into the, that franchise of X-Men and eventually Fantastic once, Four. Because once the buyout has happened and done, we're going to get X-Men. They're bringing them into the MCU. Yeah. It's basically how I see it is, hey, while we wait for the logistics to be settled out with mm-hmm. the buyout, Let's have a plan in place. I, so I, we would, can... I would be shocked if Kevin Feige and the heads at the MCU were not already thinking to some capacity of how, how get... in the future do we bring the X-Men in. Yeah. Well, not just them. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, the, the whole Fox yeah. universe. And, I'm just saying so we everyone knows. And if had the debate of do we blow up the X-Men universe, do we not blow up the X-Men universe. The other thing that's interesting about Kitty Pride, though— is that she would, and correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, she would fit in pretty nicely with Phase 4 because of her ties to space. And really, that's what they say Phase 4 is going to be more of, like, the, not galactic, but the more, like, cosmic. Yeah, cosmic, cosmic, that's the word I'm looking for. She would fit into that. I mean, you mentioned before we were recording is, I guess she is a dragon. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's kind of cool. I don't know what that's about. I, I honestly, I'll, I'll be blatantly honest. I haven't mm-hmm. read a bu- much, if anything, on Kitty Pride, just because she wasn't one of those characters that I really thought about often. Yeah. So I don't really know her Guardians of the Galaxy ties. I see stuff about it, and I don't know where her dragon ties in with that. Yeah, that's it, or her, if that ties if that ties in with that. Because I mean, yeah, well, Marvel the, Universe we have Fing Fang Foom, and he's mm-hmm. just a mystical dragon monster. Well, the dragon came in. and I'm looking here because I wasn't totally familiar on him as well. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it was in Uncanny X Men 166 that Kitty Pride and other X Men were in space. And it was That's during true, it space. was during this very mission that Kitty encountered an alien creature that resembled a small purple dragon. She called him Lockheed. Um, the two would be inseparable for years, and the alien dragon would be a constant or re- uh, constant reminded that should have been reminder of Kitty's first field our first trip to the cosmos. So maybe we get that. Maybe it's a solo movie of. Hey, we're setting up this cosmic universe. Kitty Pride's already in space. The only thing is, is she a part of the X-Men and they're in space? Or is it Kitty Pride on her own? Because that's another thing that you got to think about is a solo movie for Kitty Pride. Is she is is she interesting enough as a character to do it on herself? Because the one that I'm going to bring up, because we're talking about it two segments from now, Black Widow. Yeah. Although I was confused with how you would do, well, we talked about it as a comedy in the past. I was confused how you do it as a comedy. However, I would say that a character like Black Widow, maybe that's because of ScarJo, maybe, mm-hmm. is way more interesting in a solo movie sense than Kitty Pride. I think so, too. And I mean, again, I'll... It, Openly admit, I don't know a ton of these Kate's mm-hmm. pride storylines. Well, and it also goes into effect of you as a comic book reader of you're going to be drawn to who you're interested in. Yeah. And if you had no interest in Kitty Pride, like for me, the main comics that I've read with her in there are the uncanny X-Men comics where she wasn't the main focal point. No, she wasn't. It wasn't like Kitty Pride's story. It was an X-Men story. 
but Kitty Pride happened to be there. Like even look at the X Men movie, yeah, that she was in for Days of Future's Past, where she played an important role. She played an important role in some, but sense. it wasn't her solo movie, and it was a great job of. We don't have to explain why she's here. She's just here. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know that she's an X-Men, she's here, and we don't have to do some special origin. That, I think, is going to be the trouble with this movie, is that they feel like they have to tell the exact origin story of Kitty Pride because it's her movie. Yeah, it's just because, I mean, you may have to give some form of origin and why we have A, why why are we having a Kitty Pride origin movie? Mm-hmm. When there's, like, so many other ones we don't have origin movies for. And the other part of that is, um, I don't, I still don't get, like, if you're going to do the dread, how she gets her, the, anything in space. Because mm-hmm. the new Phase oh, 4. she needs Lockheed. Well, Phase 4 is supposed to be. Cosmic. Cosmic. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to tie that in, that's probably the storyline of how she gets Lockheed. Mm-hmm. Or not just just that storyline. But they meet. She's got to meet Lockheed. She's gotta, yeah. She, I would think she'd have to meet Lockheed. And then you would need, I would think it'd be, you kind of need the rest of the X-Men because mm-hmm. that's how the storyline goes. Or at least some of them. And be as it may, if we tie, I mean, you said it's Tim Miller that's... Supposed yeah, to do Tim it. Miller, who's the director of Deadpool. Deadpool, if he has a tie-in with it, he could just make it like that comedy-esque, like Deadpool, mm-hmm. and maybe even throw in Colossus, and that brings in the love interest the of that. And that brings in the Deadpool side of it, too, because Colossus isn't Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that could be a tie-in there and have that like two-part storyline-ish thing there because we don't, again, with the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. we don't like stick with, oh, we're just going to take source material from this comic oh, no, book they, and that's it. Even look at, I know, eh, I get it, Sony, so this might probably work, but even look like the Venom movie. Hey, we're going to take stuff from Lethal Protector and Planet of the Symbiote. Exactly. We're going to take stuff from both of these. And I mean, I heard Chris Evans talking in a video I watched it from the Ace Comic-Con panel, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Um, it was him, um, Falcon, uh, Mackie, and then, um, I'm forgetting his name, Stan. Um, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, that guy. Um, basically Bucky. I can never remember his actual name. I mean, you could, like, you could, you could just name. call them by their character um, names if you really have to. <laughs> yeah, I was, trying, I was trying to remember the Sebastian actor's Stan, name. Sebastian Stan, though. Um, Seba- I, I just like... That's I'm like Stan. Oh, what's his name? I, I'm glad I didn't say Stan, and you would say Lee. Lee, <laughs> because that's Stan what I Lee? thought in my head. I'm like, Me great, he's gonna say Stan Lee. But the point movies. I'm saying is, even Chris Evans was like, yeah, because he was talking about the beard. He's like, there's a lot of people that want to see Cap as this image because this is what it is in the comics. But they're taking a ton of different things, yeah, to make these movies. I want to ask you one question off the top of my head. This is a surprise question for you. And this is how we're going to end the podcast, because you're the Marvel guru here. I'm the DC guru. Guru. You're the Marvel uh, guru. <laughs> we, dress, we dress you up like uh, Mike Myers from Love Guru, and you just dance around. However, here's the last question that I'm going to ask you. Okay. Guardians 3. We know Kitty Pride's not going to be in it. James Gunn has basically, effectively Said squashed no. that. Yeah. Give me one character that they should add in Guardians 3. One Marvel character that they should add, I mean, and I'm taking out that you can't say Adam Warlock because we know he's coming. Um, I mean, we can have Cosmo as a bigger part. Okay. The dog. True. We saw him already. We saw him. He was more we like We saw a, him in a post More like a cameo. With Howard the Duck. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was with- um, He was in the cage, and then he was with Howard the yeah, Duck. Yeah, he was out of the, when, Well, when he, he got out of the cage when- yeah. uh, Well, the-, the, the 
case, I should say, not case. a cage. It's well, a case. Same difference. It's like a glass. It's a glass case of emotion. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think have, having him have a bigger part mm-hmm. would be cool. And I can't think of there's other one or two other characters. I can't think of what their names mm-hmm. are, so I'm not even going to name them right now. Okay, but I'll I'll, I'll deal with Cosmos. Like that's yeah. one that I, I actually the, have him like part of the role. I remember the first graphic novel Mark and I read for a graphic conversation that was a Guardians one. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first movie came out, I was expecting Cosmos to be in the movie like as the leader, and I was like, I was upset when he wasn't. Yeah, I loved Cosmos in the. Uh, comics but this is where you guys come in let us know what you guys think down below are you excited for a kitty pride movie do you think we should even care what are your thoughts kitty pride movie let us know what you think down below in the comment section but johnny let's move on into our next topic and this is let's be honest this is the only one this is a full disney show yeah you're right it's fully disney um, however this is the one breaking up the marvel topic <laughs> for today we have four Mar- three marvel topics one star wars topic and we're looking at oh, star wars it's not fully disney we got sony. oh we got sony so i i just assume because spider-man's in the we're, but we're talking about the non-sony's it's not a full Disney podcast. We wouldn't do that to you guys. However, we're looking at Star Wars in this segment. And really the main question, I'm asking this because there's a Screen Rant article with this same title. And I want to just throw it out to you, ask you what you think. Because no. there are no. some mixed reviews about Star Wars Episode Eight. There are some people who love it. Yeah. Some people who don't love it. Um I was in the camp of, yes, I gave it a 4.5, I believe, out of 5, or a 4 out of 5. I think I gave it a 4.5, you gave it a 4. I gave it a 4. And the reason why was, you could see the review for why, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm -hmm. However, you talk to yourself, but more so I would say Sean. Um, You were in favor of the movie, however, you were critical of some things. Yeah. Um, Sean loved it. He loved it better than he said Force Awakens. Um, And the one thing Sean said that I think is the main reason why the people who like it like it and why the people who don't like it don't like it is I'll take two examples. First off from MVP Sean, where he says, I loved it more so than Force Awakens because it actually did something different. It went out and took a risk. And he's like, Force Awakens was just a new hope. Like, he's like, I don't want to see that. I want to see you take a risk, do something different, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, prequels try to do that, and we fucking shit on them. So let's stay with our cookie cutter. However, there's the camp, and I don't say I'm in this camp completely, but I wouldn't be too far of it, where if you watch um, the YouTube channel I watch, they're huge, kind of funny. Nick Scarpino, who's in their group, he basically, his main thought after the movie was, Disney ruined my childhood. That's the part, like, that's the mindset he had. They ruined mm. my childhood. Because there's a there's one camp that wants to see the Force Awakens style, where I don't care if it's cookie cutter. I don't care if you think it's just like a new hope. This is Star Wars. This is what I like. Give me what I like. But then there's a camp over here that's like, no, I want to see you take risks. I want to see you go out and have a different style and be different than all the rest. So what I want to ask you, because here's the Screen Rant article, and I'm getting to it finally, is they asked, will J.J. Abrams course correct Star Wars in Episode Nine? So I want to ask you, although you were on the side that liked them taking risks and preferred the movie, yeah. do you think that A.J. Abrams Episode Nine will be a course correct, a 
course correct, using air quotes for my audio listeners, in episode nine for the whole trilogy to end it out. You know what? I don't know why we really need a course correct mm-hmm. 100% because, I mean, eight wasn't bad. I mean, mm-hmm. you got the people that wanted the... Co- like, I mean, here's the thing. We got episode seven. We got The Force Awakens. And it was basically kind of cookie cutter, new hope, as people call, said. It was like just a rehash of the new hope. Mm-hmm. And you got the uproar of, no, we want something different. All of a sudden, okay, we'll give you guys something different. And now there's an uproar of, oh, it's different. We want something that's, well, what do you guys want? Mm-hmm. Let's pick something. Because that's the thing. We tr- They did one thing. People didn't a lot of, like it was a big uproar of people did not liking it. Then they did something different because you guys it was asked for, and what happened and people got mad about that. So I mean, there's really not a course correct that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to cookie cut the well. I guess it would we'd have to do not Revenge of the Sith, but no wait, Return what? of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Do we we don't need a cookie cut Return of the Jedi in this. Mm-hmm. Instead, maybe we need to have like elements taken from it and maybe a general outline like a very general outline of mm-hmm. what came from that movie mm-hmm. to kind of follow but it's like a lot of this stuff can be changed and then we can have kind of the half and half of both you know it's something i just thought of now that i didn't think of when we did our review was really it was told to me and this was through any trilogy yeah but star wars especially where there's a three Three movie arc, obviously, yeah. where the first one is the hero. It's a classic hero story. Hero, hero is... comes up. Hero faces evil. Hero wins. Basically, Luke comes up from nothing. Yes, he sees Obi-Wan die to Darth Vader. Spoilers. But <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Spoilers. But beats the Death Star in the end. Kaboom. Everything blows up. Everyone's happy. Then you got uh, Empire Strikes Back. Finds out Vader's his father. Off goes his hand. Luke is basically fallen. Like, we see the hero in his lowest point. Yeah. Then Return of the Jedi, the third movie, a redemption story where the hero comes back learning some new things to better his character. And the thing I wonder if could be a reason why people subconsciously maybe not be huge fans of Star Wars Episode Eight is think about the ending to Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. Usually we're used to, like, uh, Empire Strikes Back, I'll use that one. Luke, who was the good guy, was the one that was knocked down to where it was like, holy shit, Darth Vader's his father. He's got his hand cut off. Yeah. He's sitting there strapped onto the Cloud City um, kind of antenna and trying to, like, talk to Leia, like, please come back. And that's where she's like, we got to go back. I hear Luke. Um, but episode eight, we don't really get that. We don't get that on the good guy side of it. True. Like Ray, Poe, Finn, they're not the ones knocked down. Who gets, who gets that story? There's someone in episode eight that gets that same thing, that same feeling that Luke had. Do you know who it is? Are you gearing me towards Kylo Ren? It's Kylo. And maybe that's it. Maybe that people aren't ready for, because good and bad. There might be some people that are like, I like Kylo as a character, but are they ready to feel that way about the 
bad guy, air quotes. I mean, hell, you, here's the thing with that. Like, I and, shouldn't care if the bad guy's knocked down. He's a bad guy. Fuck him. You know what I'm saying? But instead, people aren't thinking it's, they're thinking good guy, bad guy, not Because he's got the whole redemption. Skywalker family. Because mm-hmm. he's a Skywalker. Yeah, and he's got the whole Bloodline. redemption story And maybe Ray is too. We still don't know. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like. <laughs> He's got the he's got more of a redemption than Ray. Yeah. Because of the Skywalker past that he has, but that's definitely in the screenwriting article hits that. If they hit some things that have some questions and just the basic three of them that I'll mention, there's four of them actually. The first one is can the rebellion beat the first order? All right, not very important to me. Like I don't care if the Obviously you want the rebellion to win. <laughs> But I'm not very focused on that from a – like when I was watching, that wasn't my concern. My mm-hmm. concern was more the second one, resolve the Ray and Kylo Ren stories. Like I want to get that resolution. Then it's the Leia farewell because obviously they got to f- say farewell to her sometime. And this is where I think the course correct – air quotes, course correct – comes in more importantly in this last one. Yeah. Give us a satisfying ending. Yeah. What I think is if you were going to do any movie to take your chances, take your risks, episode eight was the movie. Yeah, it was. Because you couldn't do it in episode seven. Because you're trying to reintroduce because you're the coming, Star Wars. Yeah, you're coming back. You want everyone energized with it. A for, the Force Awakens was perfect. It, yeah. It kind of tapped into nostalgia, but it didn't feel like – because nostalgia can be a tricky thing. I remember. Well <laughs> – Nostalgia can actually ruin things. Like, it can. Have you ever watched old things that you used to like or play old video games? You're like, oh, oh this, yeah. like, these graphics are fucking horrible. Oh, um, perfect example for me of that uh-huh. was a, uh, was, oh, shit, um, Transformers, the, the animated the video game? No, the, um, the series. Animated from the series, 80s? yeah. Like, okay. late 80s, early uh-huh. 90s. I watched, I like, one year. Day it was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. I remember loving it as a kid. And I started watching it halfway through the first episode. I'm like, this is hurting my eyes. This is hurting my eyes. This looks absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. I was, the and same. it was just like graphically, the storyline wasn't that great. Either. I was the same way when I hooked up my N64. Oh my I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play WW, uh, <laughs> WWF Warzone. Yeah. Um, and basically, that was when it was still WWF and not WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna play WWF Warzone. Oh my. God, that was horrible. Like, the graphics of, like, the blocky characters, I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, hell. I can't play it. I plugged in the PS2. It has the been PS2? PS2. And I went, because actually. I didn't know you were going to go PS2. I had a feeling. Because it's. The I've only told, PlayStation you have. Well, I mean, I've, I've told you my jump from system to yeah. system was mm-hmm. not even, like, it's not consistent from brand to brand, but it's also not consistent generation to generation. Yeah. But anyways, we'll get in, uh, into that mm-hmm. on another podcast yeah um i plugged it in because i was actually testing i we had two in my house mm-hmm. one was shared and one was mine yeah we were selling the shared one while i was testing out make still made sure it still worked mm-hmm. plugged it in through the game and i'm like like i'm like holy shit because i just played xbox that night before mm-hmm. xbox one yeah and i'm like holy shit these graphics are terrible and I'm the same way, especially with that Warzone. Oh, I still would have played it, but... That's what A New Hope and Force Awakens were, was Force Awakens was the, let's regenerate. we don't want nostalgia to kill it, and it didn't. It was a good it thing. It pulled out the nostalgia, enough the, nostalgia to make it good. Good part of it, and 
the reason why episode eight is the one where you could take your risks is you obviously in episode seven wanted to bring everyone back and everyone excited about it. And in episode nine, you want to leave it off on a good note. satisfying note. And the, I don't care if you're on the side of, Hey, I like that. They take risks. I think we can all agree. Don't take risks with the ending. Give me a classic Star Wars ending. And the only way you're going to do that is give me a classic Star Wars story for Episode 9 that we saw in Episode 7. And actually, there's one point we made earlier how mm-hmm. um, you said the redemption, like the arc. Yeah. And it was the whole movie Ky- arc. Yeah, well, movie arc, but you said it was geared towards Kylo. That's what it seems. Not just Am I that. Wrong? Not just that. I mean, it, it's for him in some mm-hmm. sense, but also. Instead of it just being from like the first one where it was all just Luke, mm-hmm. put it this way: What happened in the first one, in the second one with the I want I, don't, I want to call them the Republic. They're the Resistance, the Rebellion, the now Rebellion. The, now the back to the Rebellion, the Rebellion. Yeah. yeah, but now it's they. It's almost exactly like what happened with Luke at the very ending. Mm-hmm. Goes up against the First Order. They almost get completely de- mm-hmm. dev or demolished. Yeah. And then they narrow, decimated. I decimated. Think was the Thank word you. you. That's the word for. I was looking for. You actually, yeah. <laughs> decimated. They get it sounds all, better than they demolish. almost get completely de- decimated, mm-hmm. but and they narrowly escape. Yeah. Does that not sound like what happened to Luke in the yeah. second one? No, it does because he got his hand chopped off. Vader could have killed him. Yeah, he could have just killed him then and there. But he lived. Um, it, and maybe even falling down the chute, he could have gotten killed that way. Maybe that's more of the line that they're going with, but I just think maybe I was thinking of it because it's one solo person. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just saying in the general escape too, it still mm-hmm. fit the storyline of that. The thing though with the course correct with JJ Abrams mm-hmm. is the thing that I like I think when we use the word course correct, yeah. we're kind of jabbing at emotions. Because obviously people who loved episode eight are going to be like, you're fucking crazy. We don't need a course correct. But then there's people that hated it that are like, yeah, we need a course correct. Um, The thing that I have said, and I think that both you and Sean have been against this since I've said it. I'll say it one more time for people who haven't heard me say Mm -hmm. it, is this last Star Wars trilogy is why I believe that, hey, if I'm going to do a trilogy, if you're going to have J.J. Abrams be the one, you're going to have him be the third have them be the second. Have the same director for all three movies. Make sure that continuity is there throughout so you don't get a, well, I liked what J.J. Abrams did, but fuck Ryan Johnson. I did not like what he did with episode eight. So you don't get that. It's one story, then it's one writer, one director, kind of it's their vision throughout three movies, and you don't have to worry about someone else having a different opinion and changing kind of what it was because Force Awakens in episode eight Two totally different kind of atmospheres, I would say. Yeah, that's Not true. Not just where they were in the story, but just how they were oh, directed that's I and stuff. You um, no. But like episode nine, the big thing that I think needs to be hit, and this is what we'll end it on. What needs to be hit with episode nine that's most important to me is one, resolving the Ray kylo Ren story. Because I, I get what they were doing with the whole parent thing. I didn't like – the more I think about it, I don't like that they did the thing with Kylo where it's like, your parents were nothing. Do I think he's lying? Yeah, I do. I do too. However, part of me as I think about it more and more goes, they could have maybe done that a little bit better to where it's like 
to make me, yes, I'm invested in it, but to make me even more invested in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm not opposed to him telling her, like lying to her like that. Yeah. But maybe like find a, a different way of putting it and a different way of going about it. Or Just like be- not Darth mauling your biggest baddie who I was super excited oh, in. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. come on. He was, th- that was the guy that was really fucking with Kylo's head and you kill him. Yeah. Just so, so simply. But my, um, to go back to the other mm-hmm. one, um, I like, I do like the fact that he lied to her. Cause yeah, I, I get where he was going with it. He was trying to put her down yeah. to say, no, just be my apprentice. Follow me since you're not to make it easier for her to follow the bad side, the dark side. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to put her down mm-hmm. so he can be, cause Break he down her will. Exactly. Cause well, that's because he, just killed his master. Now mm-hmm. he needs an apprentice. Yeah. And who better than the one that's mm-hmm. just as strong in the force as you? Who you guys just suddenly. talked about being, we can be together and rule the universe. Exactly. And, try da, 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 da. and then try and put her down so mm-hmm. that you can say, no, you're nothing. You're not a Skywalker. You're not what. You're not a well-known family name. Mm-hmm. You're just nobody. So just follow me. Yeah. That's what he was trying to do. And I get that. Just maybe slightly different it wasn't terrible the acting for it was great mm-hmm. the it was pretty is pretty good for mm-hmm. i don't want to say pretty good it was fine for um how it went about but it could have probably been better the three things and this is what i'll end on three things they need to hit in episode nine resolving the kylo and ray storyline yes. the leia farewell because i am adamant to where once you knew i would have just been like leia's dead like, that's it. She's floating there. It's Leia's goodbye. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that Superman to save the day as she comes back to the door. Because that's basically what she was. She was super. I didn't know that she was Henry Cavill, but apparently she is. And then number three is giving us a satisfied ending. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I think is that's the most important thing. I think why J.J. Abrams is on for episode nine is maybe they had this thought out beforehand but i wouldn't be surprised if they were like there's a little bit of backlash on episode eight we got to make people happy so that they because there's another trilogy coming up Mm -hmm. not it's not going to be this story it's going to be a completely other story i think it's ryan johnson's trilogy now the guy who just did episode eight will have the new trilogy all to himself um but yeah that i wouldn't be surprised they're like yeah let's get aj let's get jj back because we need to make people happy. Mm-hmm. We need to end this right so people aren't mad at episode nine. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that was the conversation. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. Do you first off? Do you need star? Do you think Star Wars needs a course correct? That's probably the first question. Is yeah. do you think, do you it, think it, needs it needs a one? course correct? So I know which side of the argument you stand on. Then number two, do you think that J.J. Abrams? will or can course correct if you think it needs one. This is a complicated outro. If you think it needs a course correct, will J.J. Abrams do that course correct in episode 9? Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. But Johnny, let's move on into our third topic. Usually I'm saying final topic. We got a jam-packed... Yeah, we got Did I mention we got a jam-packed show today? No, I don't think you ever mentioned that. We got a jam-packed show. We got four topics. I don't think you ever mentioned that. This is not the last topic. This is just our next topic. The next one is obviously... Our last one. Back to Disney. What we're yeah, we're back in the Disney world for a little bit, and what we're looking at is 
Well, according to we were in Disney now we're Disney Marvel again. Yeah, Disney Marvel. We're, we're, we're back in our wheelhouse. Yes. our real wheelhouse. Well, Star Wars. Real wheelhouse. Our, wheel, our real wheelhouse. Wow, that's a tongue twister <laughs> if I ever saw one. But basically, the Rap.com has reported that Marvel Studios has picked up blacklist screenwriter Jack Schaefer to write Black Widow. The first solo film featuring the Marvel superhero played since 2010 by Scar Joe, Scarlett Johansson, an individual with knowledge of the project told the rep. That's the exact quote. And if I go into, do they have a quote from Schnee or from Schaefer? They do not. I thought they had a quote. If they did, I was obviously going to read it. Of However, course, Johnny, he loves his quotes. We had talked about in the past mm-hmm. that Takawahiti wanted to do the Black Widow movie as a comedy. I don't think this will be a comedy. So no. the first question I will ask you is, obviously, we're going to get into what kind of story we'll see. But what should we expect from the Black Widow movie? Um, I'm excited to, that they're finally planning one out because, mm-hmm. I mean... There's a few ways we can go about it, and I know we've talked about it in another podcast, but I'll, we'll just go over it again. Yep. Since uh, that's the thing. I mean, and it's not going to be a comedy because that's what we were talking about with that one. It's not. And the reason why I just want to cut you off really quick. No. That it's not going to be a comedy is I've never watched the show, but I know the show very well. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Blacklist with... Um, Jane, Jason Spader, James Spader, am I? Jason? James Spader is what you said yeah. was the actor. Yeah, James Spader. I can't, couldn't remember if it was Jason or James. James. Um, James Spader, basically Ultron. Yeah. Um, it's that shows a drama action thriller, more crime drama, but still yeah. drama drama action thriller. If Schaefer's writing the screenplay, expect it to be similar to that. It's going to have drama. It's going to have action. It's going to be a thriller. That's what I expect from the Black Widow movie. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that because that's her kind of background. Mm-hmm. And with ScarJo, I just wonder if we're going to like get an origin story. Because uh, let's put it this I way: I would love it. It's Tell gonna, me how she became an agent. No, let's put take it this me way. through that dark path. It's gonna, me. it's going to be Phase Four. Mm-hmm. Phase Four said there's not going to be like a continuity thing much yeah. anymore, other than like we're going to be have cosmic, just going to have good stories. Yeah, exactly. They don't want, no one's going to necessarily. Like, we're probably going to tie people in in, in mm-hmm. a sense, but loosely. It's not going to be this long storyline. Yeah, necessarily. That's what they were saying. Um, but what would be great with that is we get a, either a Black Widow origin story. Mm-hmm. Or, or hear me out. We get the. It doesn't have to be the actual origin story. It's the like you said, become the becoming an agent story. I'm thinking. Or Budapest. Or Budapest. Um, I want that'd Budapest. Be, that would be awesome if we. Got, I was thinking if we can get a her and Bla- uh, her and Hawkeye um, team up buddy cop movie. Yeah, that's true. Which would basically be Budapest. Yeah, which they've referenced before yes in past movies you and i remember budapest very differently i i don't think i don't think they would do that though only because i think they would want to keep black widow in her own solo movie yeah no and not have her either any any spotlight taken away by hawkeye with what we what we gather from the other um you really gonna think she hawkeye's gonna take the spotlight away from her i mean there are probably some people that like hawkeye better than black widow (laughs) i might be one of them I would prefer Hawkeye, yeah. Okay, anyways. Um, I'm sorry, I like Renner. He's awesome. <laughs> I didn't say he's not. Yeah. 
Did you see him in Age of Ultron, man? Those jokes he was... Oh, yeah, those were great. Anyways. Like, I could kill you right now and no one would notice. Oh, man, Ultron just sat, sat on him. It's a shame, really. Yeah. But anyways, back to the uh, actual thing. Um, you're going to need Renner too for mm-hmm. uh, the other one, too. Yeah. For the becoming an agent. Mm-hmm. Because in in the Marvel Universe, it stated that, yeah, I didn't take her out like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Instead, kind of like converted her into an agent. Yeah, and the thing that So you'll I, still need him in there. The the thing that I really want to do, like what I'm thinking is, I just want it to be, because I think of like, I think of what I've seen on TV from The Blacklist, although I haven't watched it, I probably should. Yeah. Um, But I want it to be darker, and also I want to dive into that Russian trauma that she had. What made her what she was? Like, yeah. we got a little piece of it, and I think it was either it wasn't Civil War. I think it was it was one Age of, of Ultron. Age of Ultron, where she had um the uh, Scarlet Witch did that thing to her head. Yeah, we got a little piece of what's going on up here. The Red Room. I want to know about that. I want to so, dive into that. Well, dive the, into that trauma. For we Black we Widow. can get that, but I don't think we're gonna get ScarJo to act for that or for a chunk of it because the Red Room starts at her as a kid. Okay. So it's going to be maybe, her. Uh, maybe right after the Red Room. Then. Well, you know I what say, I'm saying? Like, say like, have like, give me that early Black Widow where it's like she was that before she's even in S.H.I.E.L.D., before she even meets yeah. Jeremy Renner well, or Hawkeye. Would be cool if, but, <laughs> oh, uh, here's my say. layout for the, here's my layout okay. for the movie. We have a brief introduction with her as a kid and mm-hmm. starting off in the Red Room. Little training things here and there, kind of a montage in a sense, but let's not go with the eight cheesy 80s montage. Mm. <laughs> We're going to need a montage. Going to need a montage. Anyways, um, no, we go through like a kind of a montage thing there mm-hmm. and then go to like trying so we can get quickly to her as an adult red room ending there. Her training's complete, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe have her on a main something with a main mission of that. I'm looking like here on the um, going becoming an agent th- storyline. Here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna play a game here. No. I got an article from sci-fi sci-fi.com. Okay, they basically have an article that's seven classic stories that the Black Widow movie could possibly use. Okay, I am going to. We're gonna play the game right here. I'm gonna pitch the story to you. You give your. Th- we give our thoughts on. Would we want them to use this or not? Okay. The first one is. Black Widow, the Itsy Bitsy Spider. And um, this was the story for it. It introduced uh, Yelena Barlova, a young spy who was determined to take the title of Black Widow from Natasha Romanoff. The conflict between the two Black Widows plays out against the backdrop of a mission with border implications for the Marvel Universe. This one is such an important char- chapter for Natasha that it seems like an obvious choice, blah, 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 blah. I think it would be... Basically, someone's trying to take Black the Black Widow title from her, and there's a mission that she's on also. That would be a good one because you could tie it in as eventually that girl is part of her mission. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that is you could have it where it's ScarJo, it's mm-hmm. present day, and it could just be... Basically, like it says, they kind of fight for the Black Widow title. I'm intrigued with this next one. Okay. And it's called Black Widow Web of... Web of Intrigue. 
Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued with this one. But basically, it's a the way they start out is can Black Widow pull off a James Biles James Bond style adventure? I would love to see it. Let's find out. It's a very 80s storyline that would have to be updated for the big screen and for the current state of the MCU since the movies have yet to acknowledge the return of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the TV side. The short recap of this story is that Natasha is targeted by six world-class assassins to keep her out of the way while her doppelganger plots to kill Nick Fury. That actually... That's actually the perfect reason to keep Natasha's fellow Avengers from helping her. What if it's this? What if it's not Nick Fury? And it's basically a James Bond-style adventure where all these assassins are trying to kill her, and then there's a doppelganger for Natasha who's trying to kill Captain America. Infiltrate the Avengers? Infiltrate the Avengers. That could also work, too. Yeah. It, it said something about her being on a mission, right? It just said six worlds keep her out of the way. So she's dealing well, with the assassin. It's six assassins keeping her out of the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. The doppelganger then tries to kill Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. No, because I was trying. I, th- I thought there was like a mission in between there too mm-hmm. mentioned. No, um, not in this one. Because I was gonna say to tie that all in. Maybe this doppelganger ganger is doppelganger is like kind of outed this Black Widow as the fake, mm-hmm. and she has to actually go to Nick find Nick Fury because didn't he um, kind of just dis- no he came back at uh yeah he was back no in... he disappeared at the end of uh, so uh Winter War? Soldier right did he I thought he did I don't you know what honestly no he came back in Age of Ultron I don't remember seeing Nick Fury in a long time. I, just I don't say, remember seeing him in quite some time. No, because he, he came back in Age of Ultron. Never mind. This is why we should just marathon the movies, bro. We, need we should just we marathon should. all of them. Let's go right um, now. The one that, the next one, I don't know if they're going to do. I'm going to skip over it only because we're talking solo movie. Yeah. We're not talking team up, but they did mention Hawkeye and Mockingbird slash Black Widow. Hmm. Um, it's called Widowmaker. Um, they also have Black Widow Kiss or Kill. Um, and Kiss or Kill... Um, writer artist crafted a tale in which Natasha is framed for the murder of a United States senator. In addition to dealing with the CIA and a batch of superhuman assassins, Natasha also has to contend with the senator's son who desperately wants to expose her as her father's killer. It's a very tight, self-contained adventure. This could be perfect because you know who the senator could be? Hmm. The guy from Civil War with the um, Registration Act. That wasn't a senator, though. That was uh, that was Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. I was. What if it's... Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, what about the senator that's always given uh, Tony Stark a hard time? Yes. That the could one work. that's kind of part of Hydra? That could work. Yeah. What if it's one of those? Well, I wouldn't say part of Hydra. Was part of Hydra. Yeah. But... This one I'd be in. This one and the web of Intrigued are my favorite. So, so far, far, yeah. Like, I would love a story to where, well, because no. that's no, a, that's the great part about some of these stories is, yeah, I want to know a little about, bit about the Red Room. These are making me forget about it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's one thing I'll bring up right now. Do we need an origin story from Black Widow? Not necessarily, but I do. I would love to see something about the Red Room. Like, do we need, like. And do we need it now? Because we know who she is. This is just a comic book thing 
in uh, in general of with movies. When you start out with a character and you do their first solo movie, does that first solo movie have to be an origin? I mean, look at Spider-Man Homecoming where it wasn't an origin. It wasn't anymore. an origin. We knew, okay, Spider-Man's here. We've, we've had that we've had that storyline crammed down our throats enough it's kinda, at this point. It's kind of like Batman. How many times do I have to see his parents die? How many times do I have to see Bruce Wayne lose his parents? I get the deal. His parents died. Now, the only good thing about that in BVS was that we get Jeffrey Dean. We, we get Jeffrey Dean Morgan by as seven. Thomas Wayne, which sets him up to hopefully be Thomas Wayne in Divide Flashpoint. Six. You got your answer? No, I'm uh, still. There's a lot more tricky. math I need to do. You, I know the next story that they they have out the name for it. Hmm. Black Widow, Homecoming. What if they? Yes, we already had Spider Man Homecoming. Black Widow Homecoming. That, that's the name of the movie. I don't think we're going with that name. No, I don't think so either. But in this one um, offers a darker. This one I could see because it's a darker story. Mm-hmm. Um, a darker, almost Jason Bourne like take on Black Widow as she briefly retires from the spy game, which I could see because she's been doing this for a while. Yeah, kind of, I'm done with it. Before an attempt on her life forces her to go back to the one place she has desperately wanted to avoid, Russia. This is it. This That's is my the favorite. One. This the is one. it. We've done it. We, we found it. We get the it. Red Room back. Like, come on. This is the one. This is the perfect. Like I'm not even fully through it. We're basically... Um, Behind this story, it's one of the most brutal Black Widow tales that Marvel has ever weaved. If this was ever made into a movie, it would probably earn a rated R rating. Here's what I love, Johnny. They sold me on this one, and I've got two more to read. They sold me because it's dark. She's already been doing this for a while. We're gonna get Jason Bourne esque, like, like you said. Ah, I could care less about that. I mean, well, no, James I'm, Bond, Jason get, Bourne. Well, no, James Bond and Jason Bourne have two very different. No, feelings. no, I know. I'm saying, give me either or, and I'll be happy. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind not of sitting on that fact with, and being that's I'm the saying deal more so with Black Widow. I feel would like, be more of a Jason Bourne. Lean towards a, the Jason yeah. Bourne style. Here's what I love about it, though. Chris Evans probably gonna be gone. Yeah. Tony Stark probably gonna be gone. Yeah. Con- well, not Robert con- Downey. Tony Stark probably well, gonna be gone. Because contracts are up too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. the cap we know is going to be gone. It's probably going to be Bucky or Falcon. Iron Man's going to be gone. If they want to bring back Iron Man, they're probably going to bring back um, what's her name, Riri Williams. That's I the one in the so, comics yeah. right now, the female Iron Man that I we think have. So, yeah. Um, what's not to say that we tell a story of Black Widow where it's like, hey, all of the people that I got in this with. Are gone. Are gone. So I'm getting out of the spy game. Like, basically a very lethal weapon style of, and I would love for Black Widow to just be there and go, man, I'm getting too old for this shit. Shit. Getting too old for this shit. And so she leaves, has to be drawn back in, and she has to go back to the one place she doesn't want to go. She has to face her past. The one that we saw... In that vision from Scarlet Witch. True. Very true. This is my favorite, like, so far. Like, it brings back everything. The ending of a Black Widow character. It brings in the tie of something that we've already seen in an MCU movie. Final two, we've got Black Widow Shield's Most Wanted. Um, This was the most recent Black Widow story. Um, Let's see. Incredible Tale. Sequences. I'm trying to look for an exact plot. It doesn't have one. Um, And then basically Black Widow name of 
The Rose, which is yet another story in which Natasha is framed as a traitor, kind of a common theme mm-hmm. with uh, the spy game. Seems like um, it. By enemies outside the government. But what makes Name of the Rose stand out is that um, Majori Liu and Daniel Acuna incorporate many of Natasha's closest allies, like Iron Man and Wolverine. Huh, that could be interesting if I want to put an X-Men in this. In the race to clear her name, Black Widow's side of the story could easily work on its own, but considering the recent Disney-Fox deal, getting Wolverine to appear in a Black Widow movie isn't as far-fetched as the idea used to be. Out of the seven, my favorite's still Homecoming. I would say my favorite is Homecoming. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the the (laughs) comic. I I would say if I had to pick two that I'm incorporating stories with maybe, Homecoming kind of tied in with... I'm going to say Homecoming tied in with Itsy Bitsy Spider. Because you have the... She's out of the game. Mm -hmm. She gets drawn back in. How does she get drawn back in? There's a different agent that wants to take that from her. And the only way... Let's say the agency... Agency that, like, started everything is, like, you can only have the title when she's dead. Yeah. So that's what draws her back into the game. Guess where she has to go back to? Russia. She has to tie that tie that bow up in a nice... I tie mean, that present up in a nice little bow. Like, most comic book movies, we take from multiple sources anyway. That's what I'm saying. We can have both, but you can also have that one that you were talking about. The No, the, the last one was... The Web of Intrigue. The last one was the web of no what the was name the name of the rose yeah where um but that's a frame up one right yeah she's framed and then Iron Man and Wolverine have to help clear her name I mean well we that don't one have I Iron don't Man. see because I I Not think t- Robert Downey's done well but to tie I mean if they want to to, to tie in the X Men to the Marvel universe more they could just do Wolverine on his own they could or, just or do they change it and put X twenty three in there. I don't think they do that, but it's a possibility. Possibility. Because Wolverine, just Wolverine instead of Iron Man? The thing is, Wolverine, I don't know, I don't know when they want to pull that bullet and, yeah. uh, or pull that trigger. I should pull that bullet. <laughs> pull that trigger and say, yeah, we're going to recast Wolverine. Yeah. Sorry, Hugh, your time has been greatly up for some time now. But yeah, I would just take- Just offer him more money you have at Disney. Me on my own, I would take Homecoming- those two, and the, it's yeah. It's a bitsy spider. I was trying to see if I can get that last one to tie in, but I realized with having a uh, frame up movie, Web it's not going to work. Web of Intrigue could work, though, a little bit because that's the one where six assassins are coming after her. I wonder if it's six is too much. It wouldn't be exactly six, but you know what I mean? More than that one person. I think that you could tie in Itsy Bitsy Spider and Homecoming because you can have that agent that comes after her be from Russia. Yeah. And that's what forces her back to go to the place she doesn't want to go. It's either tie in those two or mm-hmm. you can tie in, and this is just me trying to, f- like, find them a way to get like get the X-Men in there. Because you don't yeah. even have to have Iron Man True. or Wolverine. This is, this you is can probably going to any... come out, like, 2020, probably. Yeah, Maybe. if then. I um, mean, let me see. Marvel hasn't set a date for Black Widow film yet. The studio has a full slate of projects dated through 2019. Infinity War Part 2, which is also likely to feature Black Widow, but Marvel chief Kevin Feige said in 2016 that the studio and parent company Disney are committing to giving the character her own movie and possible franchise. Well, the other one I was going to say is, I don't remember where in the list it was, but mm-hmm. that last one. Name of, the, name of the Rose. Name of the Rose, which is she gets framed and someone has to help 
clear yeah. her name tied in with that senator son one and that's the one with the, the six senator son one was kiss or kill and that would be the one with the six assassins as well right no that's the one where so she is framed for murdering the senator then she has to deal with cia and a batch of superhuman assassins there we go superhuman assassins mm-hmm. tied in with someone who's also superhuman to help her mm-hmm. out and the assassin's son also are the, 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 the senator's senator son. son and that's more of a a um mm-hmm. f- not a physical but a more of a um what, am, what word am I emotional, looking for? emotional emotional mental kind of it's not that hey i'm gonna punch you in the face it's more mind games yeah it's more mind games mm-hmm. of hey don't do this i didn't actually kill your father mm-hmm. and then i mean or the senator's son trying to play chess pieces to yeah with her. the with the superhuman, superhuman assassins. assassins and then i think that'd yeah. be great the those two could be tied in together too it'd be no, cool they could. And, and then that gives you a kind of not an out but a way to tie in some other superhuman in there I'll that we com- don't have i'll yet. be completely honest about this movie yeah. When you and I talked about it many moons ago mm-hmm. about the, oh, could it be a comedy? I was not excited. Like, I had the same mindset for this movie that you and I talked about Kitty Pride earlier. Really? I was, I was just like, I'm not going to be excited for this. Like, a Black Widow movie? I ain't going to care about Black Widow. She's a secondary character to me. Like, I wasn't really buying into it. Now... That we look at this, see some other stories of it, if we know it's going to happen. I'm buying in a little. Disney's getting me to so buy in a little bit now that I'm starting to concoct. At some, some of my point, own Disney's going to find a way to get you to buy in, anyways. Yeah, no, they are. That's what they do. The mouse gets you to buy in, huh? usually huh? all the time. Let's turn it on to I'm you guys. Get your money. What do you guys think down below? What kind of Black Widow? Any Black Widow story we didn't mention yeah. that you think should be tied in? To the Black Widow solo movie. You guys let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. But Johnny, let's end the podcast with our final topic, our fourth topic of the podcast. And what we're looking at is this is an interesting one because part of me thinks the question is like, what? What are you talking about? However, it's interesting because I think it has validity in the sense of its question is. So the question for this topic is basically... Will Spider-Man films rule 2018? And your first thought to me, well, the first thing you said to me was Venom. That's all we got, right? Yeah. However, we're still going to have, you got to remember with the Sony Mm Spider-Verse, that Into the Spider-Verse, the animated trailer that we saw. I forgot about that. Is going to be involved in that. So basically we have Venom. And we have Into Into the the Spider-Verse. And the Screen Rant article I pulled this from was basically an article talking about 2008 Spider-Man movies. So Spider-Man into the... uh, Yeah, 18. (laughs) Um, The Venom movie and Into the Mm Spider-Verse. Are those going to be more exciting than the Avengers? Is it going to be more exciting than the Marvel lineup we have right now for the MCU? We've got... Infinity War, we've got Black Panther. Black Panther, we've got um I'm thinking Ant-Man, Ant-Man and, Wasp. and Wasp. Will and I'll ask you, will the Spider-Man films rule 2018? Will we be more excited about them at the end of the year? When 2017's all and over, will we be more excited about these films than we were about the MCU? As of now, 
I can't say I will. Because uh-huh. did you see Infinity Wars trailer? Have you I seen? I remember Black our reaction to it. Yes. Our immediately reaction to it. Yeah, the one we were uh-huh. we started messaging each other. Uh-huh. Holy shit! Yep, it was insane. Black Panther. The trailer for that. Oh, too? the the latest trailer. They gave you what you wanted. By the way. With Elise's claw, a claw, you might have missed it I because miss it was it. during the national championship nope, game there you for go. I missed football. It. I missed it. They actually gave you what you wanted with Elise's claw. God He's damn. got his photon cannon God or whatever. Damn. It's not a photon cannon. It's a, is it? it's a sound cannon. It's a sound cannon. But yeah. they gave him that. God damn. And you can actually see him I'll using it, it now. Out. Yeah, you do. I'm, I somehow missed that. Yeah, they they gave him. I saw that and I'm like, Johnny's gonna be happy. They gave him his cannon. Arm I might piss my that pants. You've been uh, hammering for. But the thing that I look at with this is I kind of want to say no right now. As only of now, be- no. Only because Infinity War. Yeah. Like, Infinity War, and it's kind of like what Chris Evans said in that panel I was listening to. Marvel never misses. No. He's like, they never miss on a movie. So, taking that into it, like, am I going to be excited for the Spider-Man movies? Yeah. Yes. But at the end of the year, am I going to be more exciting? I think it all rides on for the MCU. I'll be completely honest. It all rides on Avengers. Because Ant-Man and Wasp is going to be, I bet you walking out of that, it's going to be, that was a good movie. However, it's the same comedy we saw in Ant-Man 1. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, it's, oh, that was like, fun. It's one of those, yeah, that was exactly like walking out of Ant-Man. Well, that was a fun movie. Yeah. That was a real fun movie. And, or, oh, well, don't forget the Ant-Man when we saw yeah. it. Hey, I got this t-shirt. Hey, I got this t-shirt. And then mine was too small, so I Aww. gave it to uh, gave it to like Dave or someone. Um, but then it was I think you um, gave me, Black Panther. I think you gave me it, and I gave Dave mine because mine was right. a size smaller. That's right. Um, then Black Panther is one of those where I think it's going to be really good, but it's not going to be on the same hype level. No, I mean, we're going to say War. fuck yeah. Yeah. But we're not. Um, we're not gonna like basically. I I have the vision mm-hmm. of pissing my pants during Infinity Wars. And does do these Spider-Man films have the potential to be better at the end of the year? I'll say yeah. Yeah, they have potential. Um, but to dif- to beat out Infinity Wars is kind of a stretch at this point. It depends. Like the only way I would, I say kind of a stretch. The only way I would say this rules 2018 in your mind. Is if you're a Spider-Man fan. And that may be the only reason why I'm giving it a little bit more shot than you are. Yeah. Because my two favorite heroes, if I had to pick one DC and one uh, Marvel, I've got Batman on the DC side. I've got Spidey on the Marvel side. Like, those are my jams. Yeah. Just give me guys who, as they were kids, have their Uncle Ben's or their fathers and mothers killed. And that's a hero that I can relate to. Not really. My parents never die. Never had anyone die like that when I was a kid. However, those are my You're just heroes. like parentless heroes. I love the tragedy. I love just wrapping my arms around that hero and saying, you are my hero. You are the one that I am going to fight for and defend. In every superhero argument, Batman can beat Superman. Write it down. However, that might be one of the only reasons for the Spidey universe because – I'm interested to see how they do this. Mm-hmm. Venom's going to set it up. We've seen there's clips now of uh, him talking to Brazil Comic-Con um, where he was in the Venom shirt and he was talking a little bit. They were on the San Francisco set that they haven't let anyone see before. Um, we've seen a little bit of what he could look like in the symbiote and heard more mm-hmm. about that movie. 
And then the animated movie is interesting because it looks at it to where Peter Parker's dead, and there's multiple spider. It's not just Miles Morales. There's Spider Men and women. We probably get Spider Gwen in there too. Maybe that are all dancing around here in this kind of New York landscape. So Hmm. I would say that right now for the Spider Man stuff, it's not a for sure. Yes, it's going to rule and be better than the Avengers. But in the intriguing battle, I would say these two movies are more intriguing than Infinity War. I think Infinity War is more hype. I can't wait for this ride I've been on for 10, 12 years to be over. Whereas the Spider-Man ones are, wow, I'm intrigued because you either love or hate, in your mind, hate the old Spider-Man films. Um, The old, old ones, yeah. But... It's more intriguing in the sense of will they find will Sony finally get it right? That's what I think it is. More intriguing than Avengers, yes. Better than them right now, I don't know. I gotta wait and see. Uh, my my thing would be I agree with you. It's more intriguing because mm-hmm. we've had less on this mm-hmm. other than like little snippets. And here we've and never there. had a Spidey verse. Like we're also after, yeah, we did get a Spidey. That's like, true. After twenty eighteen, we're we even also gonna have uh, Black and Silver. Yeah, the Silver Sable Black Cat movie as well yeah the the plans are for that too yeah the the thing is and like, homecoming too yeah and home well that's marvel's it's Disney still marvel. it's still kind of sony in there it's yeah. a marvel movie though yeah but the thing with that is yeah this i'm intrigued for the spidey verse mm-hmm. and just like venom spider that combo yeah. but is it gonna beat out as of now, I'm gonna say no. It's not. It's not gonna beat it out the box office. Don't expect that. Well, no. I even like to beat out for like the to answer our question. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna like win 2018? As of now, no. Because I am more excited for Black Panther and mm-hmm. Infinity Wars, and it's cool we got the extra of Ant Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's gonna make make or break anything, but. Those two movies that are, I just mentioned mm-hmm. are the ones that so far seem like they're going to win 2018. And I'll have to wait and see, too, with that. Let's put it into this perspective. And this is all kind of predicting stuff. Yeah. Because we haven't seen the movies. I am basically going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that if you were to ask me beginning of the year, which it technically is right now still. Basically. For our Excuse movie me. awards yeah. that we're going to have at the end of the year again, if you haven't checked out our 2017 ones, please check them out. However, the thing that I would ask, if you asked me, like, okay, predict what's going to be the movie of the year for you guys end of the year. I would say hands down, like, we're at the end of the year. We're pulling up the nominations again. We're announcing Avengers Infinity War Best Picture. Yeah. Like, that's what I would that's say. That's what I picture However, so far. that's because of the hype machine and the extra hype for Infinity War. Like... It's getting an award. I'm predicting that now. I think it's going to... I think it's going to get Best Picture. And, of course, people watching the podcast are probably like, well, you guys are the main voters, so whatever you say goes. But I could watch it and think it's horrible. That could happen. There's still that possibility. Or there's another movie, like... Here's the thing, and this is a little off top from the Spider-Man, but I want to get into it now. Okay. I was talking to Brandon last night before our meeting here for MVP, and I said, I'm like, you know what? I was kind of upset. Not upset, but I was kind of bummed that we didn't go, get to see The Greatest Showman because mm-hmm. I'm hearing so many good things about it, and I feel like 
if we would have seen it, either it would have been involved in Best Picture or Hugh Jackman could have won, would have would have won Show Stealer of the Year. Because then he would have two just like Michael Keaton. And then he would have been higher movies as well. He would have mm-hmm. won it. Well, that's, again... It would have as, affected the As awards. we even stated in that, as you clicked above me earlier, mm-hmm. um, it, the, the whole thing that would have been on that is if he won Showstealer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, we didn't see the movie. And that's because, because of what, time conflicts. From what I'm hearing, and this is just me happenstance, yeah. there's probably two people I would have picked. Hugh Jackman it's probably either Hugh Jackman or Zendaya. Zendaya, okay. Which Zendaya also would have been a second person we've seen in a movie. Second person we've seen in a movie. She, she didn't Jane. get a show stealer though. No, well Mary J wasn't. Mary Jane wasn't. Was a big it. part. MJ wasn't getting a show stealer. No, she movie. wasn't. <laughs> and it, let's be completely honest. Was not. Michael Keaton stole that show completely. But getting back to the Spider Man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the t- like coming into 2018? These are the two movies we have. The <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, Venom. I know it's early. I know it's January. What are you thinking about them? Like, yeah, we said they're more intriguing, but what are your thoughts coming in? Start with Venom. Your thoughts right now. I know we've talked about it in the past, but are you excited? Are you intrigued? Go more in depth. Well, I'm more, bit. I'm excited and intrigued with Venom because I'm, mm-hmm. I've heard it like we keep getting snippet here, snippet there of what the storyline's supposed to finally follow. And the thing I heard, I don't know if this is true. This is probably just speculation. But we haven't even um, got a trailer yet. The biggest Not question that I hear is going to be what they do at Carnage. And yeah. I know we talked about Carnage as well. Yeah, you're late on that one. It's I am gone. a little bit. Um, but the thing is, we talked about Carnage. However, it's from what I hear, what they could do is instead of having Cassidy be Carnage, the guy who's probably going to be the main baddie, who's Mm -hmm. the head of the lab that is studying the symbiote and trying to create multiple versions of it, they could, if they wanted to, make him the version of Cassidy that bonds with Carnage. So it's basically you have this antagonist who's already the evil baddie binds with carnage right there could do that like that's what i'm hearing i don't know if i would like that completely but that's the biggest question about this movie is you're gonna have these symbiotes obviously you're gonna have carnage in it what are you gonna do with carnage no i'm both i'm kind of excited and i'm not like the the hype of Mm -hmm. infinity wars or black panther i'll get to why on that Mm -hmm. but i'm also intrigued because the and it all ties in together because we haven't even gotten like a legitimate trailer yet for this, no, we and it's no. supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, you guys haven't given me much to get excited about yet because I don't know much about the movie other than what we, what's come out in articles, what you and I have talked about, mm-hmm. potential stuff. And now that you brought this up, it's like I kind of was hoping for Cassidy, and we should be getting a trailer soon because it comes out in October. Yeah, so we should have. It's October soon, 20, if not October already. fifth, twenty eighteen is when we're gonna get it. We should soon, if not already, have gotten one. But, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, when are we gonna get a Venom trailer mm-hmm. to like get us excited about Venom? As for the uh, Into the Spider Verse, you said that's supposed to be a, mo- a, a it's an animated, animated movie. It's a, that's what they're saying. It's an animated movie. Something like that sounds a lot more like it should be a series on TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued, and I don't know if I'm su- super excited about it at the moment. 
because it the animation reminded me of that other Spider-Man thing that came out and was very short-lived. It is an Amer from what it says online an American computer animated superhero film. Yeah, no, I don't know if you remember that shortly lived animated Spider-Man film mm-hmm. or not film, but series that came out. And the thing that's interesting about it, it's going to be in theaters. Okay, so it is so like movie. it's not going to be like one of those where it's straight to DVD. Let's see what we get. No, this is going to be in theaters. It's going to be an IMAX. It's going to be in a real IMAX 3D. Interesting. Like this is going to be legit a movie that we get, but. That one's also here's another thing, and this might play into it too, where the Marvel movies, the three that we have, yeah. Marvel, May, June, July, early. The two Spider Man ones, October and December. October fifth, December twenty first. Wow. So there's that part of it too of will they rule twenty eighteen? Because they're going to be the last thing we saw and the freshest thing in our minds as the year ends. As we you show, as you can, sorry, let's try mm-hmm. English again. Uh, <laughs> um, as you sometimes can, it's hard, man. It is. It's a complicated language. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see in our pod, our um, Movie re- awards award show, um, you can see that that doesn't always make the case. Yeah, look who won, was in the running and mm-hmm. won best show, I think best movie of the year. Logan. Logan. Yeah. And that was at the beginning of, what, March of 2017? February. February. Yeah, it was, it was, oh, yeah, it was one of the first. Because that was the first. Movie review we did. Well, it was also the first podcast we recorded. It was. Because we recorded the first ever podcast, and then we did the Logan review. That's right. Logan the review, still review. the longest review by, like, five minutes, I think. Like still longest five review. Minutes. Um, the thing, like, that's also an important part of when they come out, though, to me. Yeah, that's true. Because... Rule 2018 doesn't really mean in everyone's minds the oh where do they rank on the Rick and Johnny um, movie awards. That's very true. It's just general perception. And I wonder because they're coming out so late, if they do a good enough job, if people are so hyped then about them to where they almost forget about like a Black Panther, about an Ant-Man, because I don't think you forget about an Avengers. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see these two films, especially... I'm most most intrigued about Into the Spider-Verse because mm-hmm. this is the first time in, that I can remember a studio saying, you know what, we're going to have an animated one that's going to tie in. However, I wonder, I wonder what this will mean for the future because that animated one showed Peter Parker's grave in the trailer. So Tom Holland's not going to be related to that one? Like... Guess he's not. You're not gonna. But then, how is it related? Are they related to the live actions? That's what I'm intrigued about with this one. But Very any true. final thoughts on the Spider-Man movies before we wrap this shindig up? I'm intrigued about them. Um, I'm a little bit excited for Venom, and I don't know how I feel about Into the Spider-Verse yet, just because, like I said, it's reminding me of that short-lived. Mm-hmm. I, and like I said, I don't remember if you remember it. The mm-hmm. animate, the computer animated Spider-Man that came out. For a little the Neil bit. Patrick Harris one, yeah, where NP, where all I could do is listen to Spider Man and hear Barney Stinson. Yeah, I just I didn't like that one. It was I a lot, hated lot. I hated it because I didn't like the I animation. love N- I love NPH, but he's not Spider Man. No, but I also didn't wasn't the biggest thing for me was the animation. I didn't like it, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued to see how it goes with this because mm-hmm. we just got like a really short trailer before. Yeah. 
and maybe we'll get like a little bit better trailer so we can see a little mm-hmm. bit how the animation is going to be. But obviously they're going to get our money anyways, right, Ricky? Yeah. No, they are. We're going to go see it. We're going to review it. Yeah. It's a Marvel. It's a Marvel like character. Yeah. So Marvel. of course we're going to go see it. But it's going to be interesting doing a uh, ro- an animated one. Yeah. It'll be our first animated review that's in a theater. Yeah. Because we'll do like the. We're going to do some Netflix ones. Netflix series. Yeah. And maybe we'll throw in some Disney ones if yep. something comes up that we mm-hmm. really want to see. But yeah. Going to be... be reviewing Titans, too. I know that's not animated, but that's going oh, to be true. huge, too. We'll have to do that. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about the Spider-Verse movies. Will they rule 2018? Let us know down below in the comment section. Also, if you're on YouTube, listen to the full podcast or just this segment. Thank you guys for watching the podcast today. If you're on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Tune in radio, Stitcher. Did I say Stitcher? I think you did. I guess did. But you can say it again. Um, or mostvaluablepodcast.com. Thank you guys for checking out the full audio podcast. If you're on YouTube, we also have full audio podcasts in all of the places that I just named. Housekeeping here at the end. Number one, you want an MVP t shirt? All that's down below in the description with the directions. Two, if you loved what we did here today, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. It's the one way to help support the channel. And get a little bit of rewards. You can get a Patreon podcast for supporting us. You can get uh, be able to become a member, or not a member, a guest on the show. Talk yeah. about whatever you would like to talk about for that month. And then also, if you're on iTunes, please give the Rick and Johnny podcast five stars. If you haven't already, check out mostvaluablepodcast.com. And thank you for our to our patrons for making that happen i want to thank you guys for either watching this podcast listening to this podcast and as always have a good day everybody thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts